Welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. It's nice to see you, except I'm not seeing you because you're just listening to this on whatever app you use podcasts. And hey, thanks. Leave a five-star review. Hey, thanks. Did you get a haircut? It looks great. Yeah? Are you doing something different with your clothes? Your skin looks really nice. Keep it up. I feel like we don't compliment people on like the, 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 so I've always been told like, if you can't change something about yourself in like five seconds or under, don't say it about someone. Don't be like, Hey, your nose is up or, you know, like your nose is too big Jesus. or something along those lines. Like, okay. But if you're like, Hey, that sweater has a whole. <laughs> oh, are you busy? Sorry. Okay. If you're busy, that's fine. Okay. Do not disturb. Wow. I just think it's funny. Whenever you're ready, <clears throat> listener, I am so sorry about that. Honestly, it's like she's trying to she's trying to give us notes, you know? Oh, if you can't change it in five seconds or less. And then she comes at us with this attitude. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> sorry, everyone. I'm a very wanted and busy person. What I was saying <laughs> is that if someone can't just like take off the sweater or move something you know, like their hair over to the other side, like essentially don't criticize or talk to them about it. So, you know, it's like, uh, otherwise it's like feedback is like when you ask for constructive something, but like anything that's not requested feedback is essentially criticism. And I'm just kind of going off that. In the beginning, we weren't criticizing our listeners. We were complimenting them, right? Or do you not know the difference between a compliment and criticism? Yeah, I was just the thread I was trying to loop was like, I'm trying to not do physical compliments on people so much. I'm trying to do like their actions or character or, you know, things like that rather than like, wait, you look, yeah. So because you snowflakes <laughs> can't change something in five seconds. Now we can't compliment people. No, you can't. I'm to, I personally am working on not complimenting physical things about people you snowflakes <laughs> and you're erica why are you trash okay this is, of all the things this is one of the biggest ones oh wow let's just we're, say we're getting to the we're getting here almost three years in something's still missing okay so We've talked about our morning pills and our evening pills. And, you know, sure. Cassandra and I are are in the pocket of big pharma. And <laughs> I take a you got it. Of, we're taking it. We're taking them, right? Like big pharma, send us the check. You know, we're still waiting on it. And so, yes, I have five pills right now that are prescription pills that I take wow. in the morning. So high blood pressure medicine, ADHD medicine, a metformin, and then just like a cocktail of antidepressants. So. You're really, you're listing off your pills right here. I don't care. People should talk about it. It's okay. It's what makes me me and it's what helps me be the best I can be. So All right. All right. I don't cool. care. Great. So there's five, one, two, three, four, five pills that I take in the morning. And then, you know, there's like vitamins and like smoothies and supplements and blah, blah, blah. blah. But that doesn't, this, these are the ones that are like a doctor wrote this. So sure. I'm taking my pills, have the handful of five. I'm I'm getting dressed. So I'm in a bra and underwear. Take, take the five pills. To wash them down. I realized, wait, only four pills are in my mouth. Oh. And so I, then I'm like, oh, I must've dropped the, the fifth pill. I can't find the pill on the floor. I can't find it on the bed. And then I have to dig in my bra and look around and see if I've 
like have a pill in a crevice of my cleavage, I found a pra, like the pill had worked its way down into my bra line. But the way oh. I found that out was I had to spit out the four pills and count like, okay, that, that, that oblong shape, round shape, blue. Oh, I'm missing the pink <laughs> one. Or like, but I do you like, got to know what you're looking for. I got to know what I'm looking for. So I had to put them out of my mouth, count them. And then I had the one in my bra that I was like, well, that's sweaty at this point. That's just gross. I can't take it now. So then I had to steal, you know, and it was just, um, I don't know why I just didn't like one by one, put them in my mouth individually. I took the handful, tossed them in. I wasn't in a hurry. I had nowhere to be. And I, I lost a pill in my own bra. It took, it took me a minute to find it. It took me time to find it. It was like, oh, there it is. It was like, oh, where is this? This sea of bosom. Where could have the pill have dropped? It was just a real trashy affair. And I was like, thank God I'm home alone. And no one can see this happen. Who takes their pills one by one, though? I mean, anyone who says that, right? like, uh, respectfully, if you're taking your pills one by one, you're a baby back bitch. Why can't you swallow more? Damn. Damn. I'm Why yeah. can't you swallow five pills at once? I think I could swallow up to eight. The hateful eight. I think I could do it. <laughs> well, and here I am. This is will be the way I die is trying to swallow nine at once to outdo someone because <laughs> I'm so competitive. <laughs> And then I choke on like Wellbutrin or something. That's a good parlor trick, though. Yeah. If you if you try to take down, you say I can swallow ten pills, <laughs> but you, you know, two of them you lose in your bra, but like no one sees. That's a magic uh, trick. Oh, that you know? is yeah. That's a sleight of hand. This is close hand magic. Movie SLC Punk. I don't know yes. if you've seen it. Yeah. And there's a character on there who. Uh, has acid in his pocket and then gets chased by like the police or something <laughs> and ends up running through sprinklers to escape the cops. And then the acid dissolves in his pocket and like ultimately into his skin. And he oh, gets like no. super, super messed up. And he's just kind of like messed up forever after that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if any of that holds like <laughs> any truth at all because it's, you know, like SLC punk is a, like it's a fiction, it's a movie, right. but that scene scared me like so much <laughs> that like when my, I had like senior dogs and I had to give them kind of some pretty beefy, like pain medication. I was like, my hands better be bone dry. Cause I'm not trying to get <laughs> fucked up on doggy drinks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> dog. Totally. 100%. No, I I, the, the anti-drug education that we had, I was a member, I was a, a victim of the D.A.R.E. program. And by that, I mean, I don't know shit about drugs because of D.A.R.E. <laughs> I was told people would just be giving them out for free. That's not true. But yeah. the, the, the guy, one of the years told a story about a guy doing acid and it was like, he did acid one time and now there's a hole in his brain and he thinks he's a caterpillar and it's never been the same and it was just it was just like insanely long story about a guy who did drugs once and i was like i don't know if that's scientifically accurate the same way like in my sex ed class i was like if you kiss somebody you'll be pregnant i was like i think that's right but i don't have a way to really google it because that doesn't exist yet but i don't think sure. that's right but it still has scarred me from doing 
LSD and acid. Like, there are just certain drugs where I'm just like, never. <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. think I'm a worm for the rest of my life. It's a little too hardcore for me, you know, but to each their own, obviously. Yeah. If you yeah. uh like to dag- dabble in some wacky stuff yeah. and you're doing okay, then hey, <laughs> who am I to judge? Who are Who's you? Erica? She loses pills in her bra. <laughs> Why are you trash? Well, I'm trash because I think it's obvious that sometimes I have a little bit of an inflated sense of self. Mm-hmm. I'm the first mm-hmm. to admit that I have a bit of an ego. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I even pride myself on my ego because that's how egotistical I am. So every moment is a moment for me to shine. And I'm realizing I was at the Hollywood Bowl last weekend and the lines are long for the bathrooms always. And I just realized that I did something that I always do, like sports events, concerts, airports, anywhere there's a line for the bathroom. (laughs) I think I'm like some sort of hero when I do this, but I'm like watching every open stall, like a hawk. And I'm like, you there go you like, and I just kind of, I do the same. I start kind of like air traffic controlling, like, or just like parking, you know, enforcement (laughs) kind of person just being like, and then people go, thank you. And I'm like, of course, absolutely. Yes. We got to keep it moving. It's like when they thank me, I go, I honestly, I feel, I feel like I'm fucking Superman. I'm like, yes, ma'am. It, you know, not all heroes wear cape. They're going to give me an award for this. <laughs> I also, because I waited tables for like a decade, I have learned how to pee super fast because you can't, you can't sit in there on your phone and mess around. You got tables waiting for mm-hmm. you. So not only am I, you know, Batman of the bathroom, I'm also like, I pee really fast. And then if anyone goes, oh, wow, that was fast. I'm like, well, of course, there's a line out here. Gotta keep it moving. Gotta like, keep it moving. salute, you know, whatever <laughs> stupid shit I do. You get a standing um, ovation as you leave the stall because everyone's like, she helped, she expedited the line and then she got out of there in under 37 seconds. This woman is a hero. And then they're just, <laughs> I, I feel like that's what happens, Yes, <laughs> but I know it doesn't. So I'm just a delusional trash person <laughs> who's probably just annoying. I'm probably annoying people. I like when it, when it comes probably to make stadiums, fun of me. No, you know what? I'm fine with it. When it comes to stadiums, concerts, events like that, I'm like, no, you go. We're not gossiping to our friend right now. We're keeping an eye on the doors. We hear a flush. We're parked up. Now we're paying attention. Okay. Now looking for a door, start moving that way. Don't wait for her to come down the (laughs) aisle. Like people like the door open and the girl will pass her and then she'll start moving. I'm like, no doors open. That's when you start walking. I just drives me insane. I'm sorry. I'm just critique for anyone that's ever used a restroom. God. My favorite thing to do also is if I see like a woman and a child, a couple people back and I see a handicap stall open, mm-hmm. I go and I'm, I'm, I, I'm the first, the next in line. So that handicap st- stall would be for me. I go, you, you guys take it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I honestly like I like as if I'm going to get a Nobel Prize fade fade to sepia tone and just an image of you pointing and then it's in the newspaper and it's like hero woman in local bathroom. (laughs) 
me. I'm just like, you guys need this more than I do. You, you're, you know, you're sat, you're holding the door once <laughs> getting out and you're, you're holding up <laughs> with I, all your strength as the rocks are falling. And you're like, come on as many of you can. I do believe that I have that mentality. God forbid I'm ever in some sort of actual serious situation, but man, like that, it lives in me that yeah. sa- that sacrifice yeah. for others. <laughs> thank you so much. Honestly. It, it, yeah. Thank you for your service. Cast. Q so. creed. My <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> I think that's a creed song. Um, who knows? No. Um, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> creed was like always the butt of a joke, but then you'd meet somebody that was like, no, I actually really like creed. And you're like, oh, I meant, um, Nickelback and they're like yeah that's my favorite band and you're like well we can't have a conversation (laughs) I think the Creed Nickelback Venn diagram is a pretty close to just being a circle yeah (laughs) but yes I'm stealing your transition because speaking (laughs) of butts of jokes let's get to our first story was that it that was it huh yeah yeah Yeah, of course it was from mirror.co.uk we live in the village with Britain's rudish name and are fed up with being the butt of jokes. People living in a Cornwall village believed to have the rudest name in the country have told how people constantly steal the signs, including a group of lads using a car and chains. What's the name of the village? Cox in Cornwall. Cox. They live in the village of Cox. I, I've seen stop signs be stolen. Uh, just for you know the sake of um it's like a sweet dorm room sign. statue yeah a statue of limitations but i've seen adult and by adults i mean like 20 year old find a rural stop sign and then just go at it just pushing in a pull in and then pull out chains and i'm just sitting in the passenger seat being like i didn't know we were doing crime i don't want to be a part of it the amount of times I've been in the passenger seat when a couple like spoiled idiots decide to start doing graffiti in my life. And I go, mm. I didn't know we were doing crime. <laughs> I think every person, hopefully, and maybe not every person, but certainly <laughs> tr- garbage people like us have mm-hmm. been in a situation of, I didn't know we were doing crime. I, I, I had a friend in high school who slashed someone's t- he knifed someone's tires oh no, that's crazy crime well the guy that he slashed i'm not excusing it it was wrong but the guy he slashed was dating his girlfriend or was i start like sleeping with his girlfriend basically so he dug his keys into the mm-hmm. side of his chevy lit- yeah. or soup and the guy was chef. older like way older shouldn't have been dating a high school girl kind of thing and The next day, uh, that guy's dad worked at the school and he called me and my other friend into like the high school teacher's lounge. Yeah. Because again, I didn't know we were doing crime. The teacher's lounge? The teacher's lounge. And he said, what happened last night? And I was like, I I don't know. What do you mean? We're just riding around. Like, what do you, you know, I'm I'm a down ass bitch. Of course, I'm not going to say anything. Hell no. You know, I'm, I'm, (laughs) you're cool. Down ass bitch. I'm cool. You know what happens to snitches? Yeah. And he goes, blank already told me he knifed blank's tires, da, da, da. You know, can can you just verify that it happened? And I was like, what are you talking? I, you know, I tried like one more time of like, I don't know. And then it was like, Entrapment. no, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. He did <laughs> like at, at balls, quick stop. He absolutely did it. <laughs> and balls, quick stop. That's almost as bad as Cox in Cornwall. We had a balls, quick stop. And then I think the sign at one point was like, 
balls, we've got it all, or, oh God, there's so many different names, but yeah, balls, quick stop in Sterling, Oklahoma. Anyway, I was, yeah, backseat to a major crime one time. <laughs> anyway. Three years ago, we was woken up <laughs> by a loud banging at 3 a.m. And it was some lads trying to pull the sign out with a car. They put chains around it and he yanked it. And it's not been replaced since. Why, well, I doubt they'll put the sign back in anytime soon, said resident. How was how was it? It was great. It was giving a slight village witch, but also sure. very wise woman. So which most witches were just wise women, I think. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God for all the listeners and for you. He continues. Most of the signs are probably on someone's bedroom wall. People seem to want to lie in bed and stare at cocks. But people and cocks, I think we're called cockers, can see the funny side of it. We have a track that gets muddy, and when it rains, which locals call slippery dicks. I mean, if you're if you're making <laughs> jokes, you can't be pissed off that people are selling your stealing your signs. Exactly. I mean, you you just nailed the vultures in the jungle book. Like that's what I wow. was getting from that. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting. Like very good. Yeah, basically the sign gets stolen all the time. But one of the families, it, there's a debate on how Cox got its name. Some saying that it came from the Cook family in the 17th century and was called Cook's Holding. And other villagers think that if cocks have a hard time, then they should also spare a thought for people living in other English villages called Brown Willie or Three Cocks in Wales or Twat in Scotland. Oh, the word twat is so gross. I I feel like I blocked it out of my memory and I didn't know it was a word until I read this. And then I was like, oh, that's the worst one. The worst one. Haven't we talked about this? Like my mom would say twat. And I'm like, yes, to talk about a vagina. My mom, who has a medical degree, (laughs) whose ass I'm calling out now. When I was a child, you know how like every you tell kids little stupid words for their private per- parts, which I don't even know if we should do that anymore. But that's what they yeah. did to, in the 90s. Yeah. My mom would just say twat. And it was disgusting. It, it's this. It is disgusting. It is disgusting. It's- like she someone else would. I feel like I have a memory and this might be wrong, but like that we were like on a camping trip and this other girl who was my age was taught to use the word cookie. Oh, yeah. And my mom, I don't, there was just like, it's someone had said an issue with their cookie. And my mom was like, you're twat. I I don't know. I I literally, I might be telling. (laughs) I don't know how this came or me and this girl were just chatting because we were like 11 and been like, Oh, my mom tells me to say cookie. Oh, that's crazy. My mom says twat. I don't know. Like it just. Well, twat's etymology for the listeners. Here's some education. Is the American Heritage Dictionary suggests that it's a conjectural old English word, T-H-W-A-T, meaning a cut. And there's also an old Norse name, P-V-E-I-T, which is fifth. And Jonathan Green, a dictionologist something suggests that the connection with twitchell a dialect term for a narrow passage so a lot of you know a lot of things can can folded in on themselves to get to get us there but speaking of of saying it i feel like we really missed out on getting to see it last weekend what's 
yeah, at the gathering. Yeah, man, that would have been an interesting trashy, trashy field trip to go on. But we are, of course, talking about the annual. I don't know if they closed down for COVID. I'm going to go ahead and say no. But the uh, the 23rd edition of the annual gathering of the Juggalos. And we have pictures. So the Brooklyn Vegan sent a photographer and, and just captured images from the gathering. For those who don't know, it is the Insane Clown Posse's fans. It's a festival and it is depraved and insanity. And we've talked about it last year. And I'm asking for $8,431 so that Cassandra and I can go to the gathering next year and be your boots on the ground. Because where does Trashy Trashy need to be? The gathering of the Juggalos. Is that how much that would cost? I don't know. I'm just I'm just making up a round figure and and I hope um I hope you all can can contribute to our dreams. So imagine you're at Coachella, which is an outdoor camping-esque festival. And then imagine that Coachella is also kind of like Sturges, which is an outdoor biker festival. And then imagine that Coachella and Sturges just smelled so much like pot and probably shit that's kind of the vibe and also a lot of like dudes with neck beards and women's with their titties out like just boobs and boobs and boobs and boobs and boobs and boobs and and here's what i'll say the performers, there is some diversity amongst the performers this year. I'm seeing some people of color, but the juggalos, the fans, the people in the crowd, Oof. I'm just going to say ICP, Insane Clown Posse, hire me to be your chief diversity officer. I will help bring a better group of people, a more diverse, will have new ideas inserted into the juggalo family. I just, it's just a sea of white people in all of these photos. It is and a lot of white people. It's a lot of white people. And, and I'm just saying like, we can really do so much with me as your chief diversity officer in St. Clown Posse. So this is me formally applying for the job. So if somebody could just forward it on to, to the boys. Let me know. Interestingly enough, the group of Juggalos, from my understanding, I mean, although they may look like a Kid Rock concert, I don't believe that they hold the same politics as your normal white trash bunch. I think their whole thing is that everyone should be accepted and be allowed to do whatever they want to do. And so if anything, maybe we're looking at like a libertarian style <laughs> politically, which, yeah. you know, like do, but I don't think that they're racist and I do not believe that they are homophobic. I don't think that, I think that they're happy to drink Bud Light mm -hmm. and, and and Fago, yes, I there's like a level of kink, I believe, that gets proudly displayed here. Yeah. A lot of face paint. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like a wild, 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 wild time. A lot of size diversity, too. Like, it's, it's oh, yes. not just like your typical Coachella crowd of just skinny white girls. Like, there's there's range as far as like sizes and shapes of the of the Juggalo family. And everyone can have dreadlocks. <laughs> the only place it's allowed for everyone to have 
dreadlock. <laughs> anyway, so if again, if you could get us that eight thousand seven hundred and thirty-one dollars, you know, you can you can Venmo us. We we would love to cover the gathering on the ground next year, please. So yeah, man, but what a trip. I bet it does smell like shit though. Erica, do you have any concerts coming up? Always. I'm a festival girly, you know. I have to get the VIP, though, because I, I cannot go without an air-conditioned bathroom. Okay, well, my sweet angel, planning for faster and efficient hydration is also essential for festivals. And Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through that headliner, and recover after the weekend. Hey, now, don't count yourself out while you're drunk poolside all summer, Cass. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water and with three times the electrolytes, than traditional sports drinks. I mean, we really have no excuses. Liquid IV is actually standard in my purse. It goes phone, wallet, keys, liquid IV. And with flavors like lemon lime, pastique, that's French for watermelon, oh. and my favorite, strawberry lemonade, saying hydrated is easy peasy. Mama, I'm talking B3. I'm talking B5. I'm talking B6. And I'm screaming from the rooftops, B12. They've got all the Bs. And there's a little bit of vitamin C in there too, just for kicks. Oh, she's made from premium ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm vegan now. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. We know. We know. Okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TRASHY at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TRASHY at liquidiv.com. Honestly, we're so trashy. We're hydrated. Wet trash. The thing is, is that Coachella probably smells like shit, too, <laughs> you know, because anybody like any large group of people out camping, like, you know what? But Coachella's fake. Scratch Coachella. Let's talk about Burning Man. It's Burning Man meets Sturges. Yeah. That, I think, is a good way <laughs> to kind of put in your head like what we're talking about. And Burning Man, you know that 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 stinks. But Speaking of stinks, speaking of stinks. So from the dailystar.co.uk, Dubai's Burj Khalifa doesn't have a sewage system. So trucks pump out poo every day. The Burj Khalifa is the tallest building in the world. It costs $130 billion to make, but it's not connected to Dubai's sewage system. So every day there's a, pl a platoon of trucks that queue up to uh, get that poo-poo out of there. A platoon of truck every day there's enough poop in there that we need a platoon yeah it, the building itself it's 830 meters 500 meters taller than london shard even but again they don't have it it's a huge building and they wanted it built so fast they didn't have time to get it into the waste system so dubai is an artificial city in the desert that should not exist in so many ways just the human rights cost, but just the, the 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 cost to get the lush water and greenness into that city is absurd. It can house 35,000 people. So 35,000 people can live there. And a building is capable of producing a staggering 15 tons of sewage a day. I guess 35,000, you know, morning shits would, would count. Would That would be it. I guess. Okay. I can see it, I suppose. Yeah. And if somebody's doing business, you know, I mean, it's uh, you shit a lot during business. Lord I, knows I, I do. I get so nervous when business. That's why I'm work from home now. <laughs> uh, why do you need to work remotely? IBS. <laughs> I need to work from remote because my bathroom habits are not, you know, they don't mesh with an office culture. 
Yeah, if that makes if that makes sense. I'm cameras off, mute while I'm in the bathroom in a conference call. Like we're you know we're good. No, (laughs) I'm listening though. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm full. I'm attentive. You have my full attention. There's nothing else to distract me in those moments. But you know what? I always get I always get the runs after I eat at McDonald's. Well, if you're willing, we have four robbery stories in a row. Uh, Would you like to Would you like to hear about a McDonald's robbery story? I'd love to hear a McDonald's robbery story. Please indulge me. Okay. Well, from the mirror.co, this customer says, I was about to eat my Big Mac and then a seagull stole it. McDonald's owes me a refund. Now, normally we wouldn't share someone's name. We, we try to protect the, the innocent and the trashy on this podcast, but this man's name is Wayne Simpson. And that is a name that I am okay with blasting. <laughs> he had just bought a burger. From his, you know, the very popular chain in South Shields. He's about to enjoy the first bite when a seagull swooped down and snatched it right out of his hands. Yum. So the man said, hey, uh, I'd like a full refund. My Big Mac was stolen by a seagull. Now, what he doesn't know is that that seagull just runs runs game. That, that seagull is employed by McDonald's. And what it does is as soon as you step outside, it comes and steals your food. So you have to go back inside and McDonald's says, we can't give you a refund. We already handed you walked out of the store. And then that that seagull just flies around the back and then drops off the bird. Like the food never leaves the property because that seagull's getting a cut of the fries at the end of the night. Well, you might not be too far off from the truth because so this guy was like so outraged by this that he straight up went to like the city council that like something <laughs> needs to happen about these about this. <laughs> That he needs his money back or he needs a new Big Mac. And he also like these seagulls are out of control. And apparently there are a lot of people who agree. There's the the city's Sunderland Echo, which I'm assuming is their news outlet, saying that it's getting quite a problem and it happens to everybody. What's crazy to me is that this has happened to so many people that would also take the time to report it, you know? Yes. Like if there's that many people who's reporting it, it's probably happening about four times more often. Because right. I, if this happened to me, first of all, I'd be so embarrassed that I was even getting a Big Mac at McDonald's anyways. Like obviously, like I would, I'm toxic enough maybe to be like, this is a sign from God <laughs> that he's doesn't want me to have this Big Mac. <laughs> Why else would this happen yeah. To me, I wouldn't ever think these birds are the problem and they should do something to get rid of these birds. Either way, McDonald's does not owe this man money. Well, I would I if 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 a bird stole a burger out of my hands, I would start working out like there would be a montage of me running in sweat, lifting weights, chopping a tree with my hand. I would get so strong because if a bird can take something from my hand. I must be so weak. I must be so weak. So I would, I would just go on like a a Rocky montage to gain strength so that the next time that bird comes, I'm ready. You know, I could strike at any moment. Like you're not weak. If a bird takes something from you, if a bird gets that close that they can snatch a burger from your hand, any human would be like, and like they would open their hands. Like, cause you'd be like, ew, bird. Ah, you know, like that's, you need to work on your on your have people come around the corners and scare you a lot until you don't get scared anymore or something like that i've been i've been visiting this one particular neighborhood in marina del rey recently Mm. and it's right on the marina it's the apartment building is literally next to the docks of the marina but the whole street is covered in trees 
it's like a shaded area to get to this like cul-de-sac where the marina is. And it is covered in bird shit. And there's signs, bird crossing, birds, 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 birds. It, I mean, the minute I step out of my car, I'm like, this is the worst thing. It's not the ocean even. Ocean smells horrible. It is these birds shitting on the street, the sidewalk, everything is covered in it. And I'm like, can you do nothing? Like, wh- why? It's so disgusting. I, and these people pay so much money to live in these premium locations right on the water. And then everything that they touch is covered in bird shit. I would not be happy. Speaking of not being happy, mm-hmm. this next robber really did not get the reception that he was expecting. If you've seen this on TikTok, it's pretty incredible. But this comes from USA Today. An Atlanta-area nail salon customers ignore a would-be robber's demand. (laughs) I sent you this TikTok, right? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So this guy walks in wielding a purse, but he's wielding the purse in such a way that mayhaps he has a gun within the purse. Sure. So he walks into the nail salon and essentially... Is like, this is a robbery. Give me all your money. Give me all the money. Give me all the money. And get on the, the floor. <laughs> get on the floor. Anything. Like, the, just yeah. your standard. This is a robbery. I'll shoot. I'm like, whatever. The way that he just gets a side eye from everyone in, like, one woman gets up and goes out the door because he, like, she was sitting the closest to the door and he was waving this purse in her face. But even she was like, ugh, what do you want? And then she just, like, went outside. Nobody else moved and not in like a, a fear-based way and like a bro get the fuck out of here the fuck out of here personally it takes a long time to do my nails and i'm just doing like a, a basic gel and that uh-huh. takes like an hour hour and a half sometimes and so i have to be very precious and judicious about the timing i can allow to get my nails done yes and so for and some people, that's their, like their weekly maintenance. That's their that's their meditation. That's their zen. It is such like a an extension of who you are as a person, how you wear your nails to an extent. And if somebody came into that time when I'm like, I've allotted this, I'm so busy. This is the only time I have for this self-care. And somebody comes in trying to rob me? Absolutely not. I can't believe nobody just took a purse to him and whacked him in the head. So he did eventually leave because literally no one was listening to him or reacting to him i maybe like the owner was like okay i'm gonna call the cops now like but i i mean it was look you shouldn't you should never assume that someone who just has a purse doesn't have a gun in it if they say they do but like this guy they obviously were like you don't have anything almost makes me think too that they like knew him in some way like possibly they're like randy are you freaking kidding me get out of here. You know, like, like that, that familiarity of like, you ain't going to do shit. Yeah. You know, (laughs) the suspect drove off in a silver sedan. And if you have any tips, please call (laughs) crime stoppers in Atlanta. (laughs) 404-577-TIPS or crimestopatl.org. So the last time I got my nails done, I have like very cute baby blue, robin's egg blue yes. kind of French tips right now. And they're very, they're very cute. cute. I got a manicure and a pedicure and the man, this manicure took a long time. And I was sitting in the massage chair because of the pedicure, but that which was long over. 
I don't know about you, but I can't like say anything, you know, if I'm uncomfortable or yeah, whatever. You can't have the massage chair going while they're doing your nails. And so no. I was like sitting at that angle that you have to sit at if you're getting the manicure, the pedicure at the same time. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding you. My butt started to hurt so bad because it was like, a mas- it's a massage chair. So they've got mm-hmm. like, it's kind of no real padding on your butt because your butt could get massaged, I guess. They've got <laughs> the tools down there. Yeah. So I was getting so much pain in my tailbone that I honestly was starting to get nauseous because I was in so much pain, but I was like, what am I supposed to like? I'm not going to cause a scene right now and make them move me to a normal. Cause I've already talked about this on this podcast. I already find myself to be quite a nuisance at this (laughs) particular nail salon. And I have gotten to another coughing fit, you know, like before I became uncomfortable to a point where the woman who was doing my pedicure after (laughs) she finished brought me a cough drop. So I have a cough drop. I have allergies. I'm not even sick. And I I just always cough in this place. Like maybe they should look inward, but I was in so much pain that I, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up right now. Um, and then finally it was over and I got in the car cause Taylor picked me up and I said, Taylor, I was going to throw up. Okay. Can I tell you a story, please? So two days ago, Winston and I were going to eat on a lunch, a late lunch. And so I'm ready first, like always. And then yeah. I take Is the that keys. Is true? Always. I'm I'm like 15 to 20 minutes ready. And then I'm waiting on Winston or, or now I've, I've taken to, I'll go get the car. And even if it takes me 20 minutes to walk four feet to the car, he'll somehow be ready in that time. You know what I mean? Always. Anyway, not the point, but when I'm walking out front, there's a man carrying his groceries. So I open our apartment door. I step into the lobby. The second I step into the lobby, I go, huh, something doesn't quite feel right. I was like, I am very hungry. Something doesn't feel right. I open the door for this man. He walks in with his groceries, says, thank you. The second he crosses the threshold uh, and, and Cassandra, I'm so sorry. I like exorcism vomit, projectile <gasps> vomiting. Four, Wait, when was this? Wednesday. Oh my God. Four times. Like, and, but it's liquid. It is. I'm trying to get to the street. It's on the sidewalk. I am. I'm so cute. I'm dressed so cute, by the way. I'm so cute. And again, of I course. feel fine leaving the house, something happened in the hallway as soon as I got outside. It was disgusting. And of course, I like run back into the house and I'm trying to get to the to the bathroom. And Winston just silently fills up our like bucket, like our Lowe's bucket with water and takes it outside to clean. (laughs) And then I'm I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, okay. I think it's I'm okay. I'm okay. I feel fine again. I brush my teeth. I'm like, boop, boop, great. And he's just sitting on the couch as if he's just witnessed like a war crime. He's like staring straight ahead. And I'm like, okay, let's go eat. <laughs> he's like, we're not going to acknowledge what just happened. I'm like, we did it. Like, I feel better now. I brushed my teeth. Let's go. It was, I don't know what happened. Like my body just was like, nope, not this, not today. And then we went and had oyster and it was wonderful. You had oysters? Oyster. Oh my God. I was like, don't eat oysters after vomiting like that. Oysters though, quite, quite a fancy meal. And Lord knows we're dealing with a fancy criminal in our third robbing story. Yes. 
from rochesterfirst.com. Woman accused of taking selfie before stealing thousands of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry in California. Hey, I mean, you know, you gotta, if you don't take a selfie, were you even there? Were you even there, bro? Yeah, she was caught on camera using fraudulent ID to collect the FedEx packages that did not belong to her. And so I wonder if she knew that there was jewelry inside. I think so. I assume. Because I mean, if you if you know the name on the package that has the goods and you're like that, that hoe always gets jewelry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she's in line waiting in line. You know, because she's not going to just break every rule. And yeah, snaps a casual selfie, just a quick uh, FedEx selfie. And nine days later, she was at the FedEx again, claiming that there was a package that was stolen. And the, oh, I see what she did. Wait, what did she do? So she was seen at the FedEx again, claiming a stolen package before walking away. So she's saying like she, like a package had been stolen off her port, like she was getting it. Okay, so she's trying to rob FedEx. Anyways, so yeah. the loss was about seven grand worth of jewelry. And if uh, this sounds like, were you at this FedEx in Irvine? Because you're supposed to call the Irvine police. We got people at large right now. <laughs> this fourth woman is going to jail, though. She's she's caught. Yeah, we we know who did this. So yes. from WSBTV.com, Georgia woman sentenced for stealing almost $10 million from Amazon. Now, we were just on the Paper Jam podcast, which if you listen to that episode of the Paper Jam co- podcast, it's the Costco episode. It just came out. Thank you so much, guys, for having us. But they have a little soundboard thing. And oh, I want it. I want one bad because right now, get a soundboard. <laughs> right now, I would play like a yay sort of yeah. sound. You yeah. know, I feel like that because that's what comes to mind immediately. Hearing someone steal ten million dollars from Amazon, I maybe I'm just a cynic, or maybe you know I don't have any empathy for billionaires, but it makes me happy to hear that. Although, you know, she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't quite stealing from the rich to give to the poor. <laughs> she was, I this is this is kind of a Robin Hood esque. So the woman plus six others, they were all charged in what the DOJ is called a scheme and accused of fraud to steal millions of dollars from the online retail giant. So she pled guilty in December, but we're still doing other the trials of other people. Essentially, what she did, she worked there. She said that her and a co-conspirator used their positions at the company to submit fake invoices for fake vendors, causing Amazon to pay about $9.4 million to the payer and multiple other co-conspirators. So they were were Amazon warehouse managers. And so she was basically like able to be like, oh, yeah, this vendor is legit sign it off and then Amazon would pay said fake vendor and that would go right to her bank account. And what did she use to buy all this money? Well, I don't know. How about real estate and luxury cars? She bought a $1 million home in the home in the city where the Amazon warehouse was located. She bought two Lamborghinis, a Dodge Durango, a 2022 Tesla Model X, a 2018 Porsche Panorama, and a Kawasaki ZX636 motorcycle. Now, one of these things is not like the other. The Dodge Durango? (laughs) 
and I'm not a car, I'm not a car person. I don't know that much about vehicles, but if I go to image search it, it it's a, I get, oh, wow. It's, just a, it's a big SUV, but it's, it's like 87,000. Some of these are a hundred thousand dollars. Well, okay. I get girl, it. I get it. SUVs are fucking expensive. A Chevy Suburban, man, that'll run you, I don't know, $60,000, $70,000. Like they're big, they're big cars. And, yeah. you know, you've got your two Lambos, you've got your Porsche, your, your Kawasaki motorcycle, your Tesla Model X, which is the, you know, one of the car versions. I, I don't know, but you got to have your family car is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, or the Dodge Durango is, you know, what you take to go out with all your friends and then you don't have to take an Uber because everyone could fit inside. Who, who knows yeah. why they did what they did? All I'm saying is that I think someone watched one too many episodes of Cribs to think that they would <laughs> ever need that many vehicles. Do you remember that about MTV Cribs? Yes. Is that people would have like so many yeah. different cars? Yeah. It was nuts. And and like, have you seen the things where like Cribs is all basically made up? I was just going to say, I mean, we know now <laughs> that yeah. a lot of what we were seeing on Cribs was fake. Oh, there was a couple episodes where people genuinely showed their yeah. homes but most of them They're, were like rented homes or stole you know, like borrowed yeah, for the day homes and stolen nobody was stealing homes. stealing yeah. i'm sure watch we're gonna find it you know someone's gonna be like well <laughs> sure. what about this anyways she uh she's getting sentenced for a crime she's probably gonna have to serve 16 years in federal prison followed by three years of supervised release in addition to having to pay back the stolen money to amazon now that's where you're kind of getting me fucked up how yeah. on earth is someone who's going to serve 16 years in prison plus three years of supervised relief? That's a really long time that they're going to be in prison. How is she going to then get a job where she's ever in it? How did any of us get a job where we can pay back $10 million? And to Amazon, like Jeff Bezos fucking shits $10 million and then wipes yeah. his ass with $10 million more. Yeah. You lose. Okay. That's just chalk it up to a loss. And move on with your life. That's that is what kind of I mean, look, don't steal money from Amazon. And especially like if you're going to do it, don't be so stupid that you go to jail for it. But don't make her pay it back. Who cares? As an expert in pirate law, here's what sure. she did wrong. She didn't bury her booty or or what are they? Yeah. The, what, what do they call the stuff that <laughs> booty? Well, you tell me, uh, <laughs> pirate pirate lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, so uh, she, objection. She Yarg. Uh, <laughs> she didn't I'm bury also her an expert in pirate yeah. law and uh, X did not mark the spot on this booty. Well, what you she may did perceive. is she was stupid and she just like, here's what you do. You take that 9.6 million, you store it away quietly, and then you start moving funds over to Swiss bank accounts or bank accounts in the Caribbean. And then you know what you do? You just up and vanish from the US and then you pop back up in somewhere else with all that money. That does not have an extradition treaty with, again, this is not legal advice. With Girl, extradition. that's not even, that's not financial advice either. All she's, I can say is that there's Lambos no in a house on an Amazon warehouse supervisor's salary. Be smart about your funds. You know, that's all these people always get so messed up. Anyway. While they were out on bail what? or whatever, yes. <laughs> they tried to then like buy some fake business and tried to like do more fraud. It's giving like the fire festival guy like that. Yeah. He's like doing fraud. <laughs> as as get... <laughs> yeah. That that's what's nuts. Like, why yeah. are you doing more fraud? Like and, and hire better thing. lawyers and try to get out of this or do what Erica says. 
flee the country get out of here yeah they were trying to open a hookah lounge and listen i'm not saying all hookah lounges are fronts and money laundering schemes but why else would anyone go there (laughs) hookah sucks (laughs) a lot of it feels like a money laundering scheme where i'm like there's one other person in here on like a friday night how are you in business anyway they're dumb they're doing bad crimes they're doing it wrong too but yeah well speaking of doing it wrong Yes, we we have to get to our now becoming seemingly weekly segment of stories that we almost covered, but for various reasons, maybe they weren't juicy enough or maybe they were a little too dark. There's a lot of different things that could happen, but we cut that and we cut that. So from thenation.com, lessons learned from the catastrophic failure of the metaverse. The too long didn't read on this article is that while McKinsey, the the consulting firm McKinsey claimed that the metaverse would bring in businesses $5 trillion in value and Citibank valued it at no less than $13 trillion, except for it was all bullshit at, at the height, at the height of Horizon Worlds, uh, the Meta's flagship product, Horizon Worlds. They were bringing in no more than $470 in revenue globally with 38 active users. I'm not, that. that's not $470 globally. And people were like, I'm going to buy real estate and I'm in the metaverse. It's just, it was never real. Anyway, I'm just Yeah, so it was like this. that weird second life kind of a alternate universe avatar universe that you could have lived in in the metaverse $470 i'm honestly i think that mark zuckerberg makes more than $470 in the time like in the time it takes me to say $470 it's Probably. very very funny that yeah. everyone was like nope so anyways it's a big long juicy article but we cut that we cut that from foxfightvegas.com new york man fights one-legged man strips naked and dances on top of poker table what else do you need to know from al.com florida steakhouse where seven diners were served meth cited for 31 health violations and that doesn't seem like enough health violations but you know what we cut that and from our final story for we cut that from wfla.com Clearwater 7-Eleven clerk arrested for big gulp battery. Man, when was the last time you had a big gulp? I I honestly can't think of a time, but I was in a 7-Eleven yesterday. I love, I don't know if I've done, I love 7-Eleven. I love 7-Eleven. Okay. I was in the big gulp and there was this older woman. You were in the big gulp. I'm sorry. Uh, that's what I call the 7-Eleven is the big gulp. Sure. I was in a 7-Eleven and right now they have $1 small Slurpees. This lady was getting it for her and like her three like little grandchildren. And so she's filling up the Slurpee, you know, the slushy type material in the small. And But she's also drinking it a little bit as she's filling it up, which like queen icon legend, you know? Sure. And so she's sitting there and she's like, this one doesn't taste like anything. Dumps it all out. Fills oh it up God. with another flavor. This doesn't taste like anything. Dumps it out, starts filling it up with another flavor. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, does this bitch have COVID and she can't taste anything? Or is she just really good at stealing? (laughs) I mean, the losing your taste is like so three years ago. So I'm sure that she was just an absolute punk. (laughs) It was great. But her little little grandchildren were standing in line, like the checkout line. 
And she kept just like, y'all stay in line. I'll get the slurp. I'll get the slurpees. Y'all stay in line. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> I'm just like, I love this lady. <laughs> I want to say this because it's just, I find this charming about you. I think that your mind moves so much faster than anything else in your body. And so on our Google Doc, you wrote a note to yourself to remember to tell that story. <laughs> and the note says verbatim. It, it kind of reminds me too of um of uh it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like and like you're Charlie like Charlie. Talk. Yeah. So it says the big gump in a 712 yesterday. A load kept saying she couldn't taste it. I was sure if she was COVID tasteless or just stealing. That is Charlie Tom. That is, there's also like a lot of capitals and stuff in there, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I had uh, written a note quickly in my phone by, but, but not trying to look like I was talking about her. <laughs> so I was, you know, it was a copy paste from my notes app, <laughs> not meant for public consumption. <laughs> The big gump in a seven twelve. <laughs> the big gump in a seven twelve. You know, um, that's I think that was my nickname in high school. Oh, hey, let's take a break. Yeah, and we're back. Hey, Cass, are you ready? I'm ready, girl. Okay, well, it's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh my god! From thefashionlaw.com and everywhere on the internet, hopefully, Sheen named in copyright racketeering lawsuit over alleged infringement scheme. Y'all, they're getting Sheen on Rico. Is it Sheen or Sheen? Because like, I've been saying Sheen and I just want to make sure that everyone knows that if you listen to our Dumpster Fire MMA Triple Round episode a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the fake influencer trip and I believe we were saying Sheen. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that's the same company. Sheen. Yes, I did. I I never know. I never know. Because they're just a bunch of a bunch of uh, criminals. And they're getting, yeah, they're getting the RICO Act sicked on them, which was originally created for the mafia. Yes. So it's called Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations, RICO. Basically what's happening is the Chinese retailer is being accused of carrying out a large scale and systemic intellectual property theft from the U.S. designers, large and small, but also engaging in an infringement related racketeering activities in the process. Oh boy. So there are several designers. It was uh, filed in California federal court last week, uh, independent designers, as well as some of the larger, you know, designers. They're saying that they, they steal their copyright, their trademark infringements in connection with their and, the, and then they just sell exact copies of the things that they produce without compensating them. And which is true. I mean, it's absolutely look at, true. There, you could get something that looks like, I mean, it's paper thin and made of like dog hair, but you could get like a little Chanel inspired suit from Shein if you really wanted to. They steal tons and tons and tons of designs. And you steal from Chanel or Zara. That's one thing from an independent designer. That's not cool. Yeah. They basically saying that they have this insane algorithm that just absolutely targets your interests and things like that. But the algorithm in the lawsuit, it claims it could not work without generating the kinds of exact copies that can greatly damage independent designers careers. I mean, they absolutely, I mean, I've seen side by sides, like it's just 
you know, upprint, upprint. And, you know, their, their algorithm also tells them like what's popular and like what's going to sell and, and what people are interested in so that they can spin it up and copy it and make it in a day. It's wild. The, the amount of stuff they make. It's There's another it's issue too, where they own every single step of like mm. a process, which is also like very a mafia-esque, mm-hmm. you know, like they have a lot of front businesses under different like company names, you know, or shell, comp- shell corp kind of names. But like, if you put them all out on like a diagram and link all the, you know, red <laughs> strings, it all comes back to Sheehan in a way that yeah. is illegal. Did you Crazy. think that the place that was going to be selling $2 dresses that were made by children and, and slaves, like, did you really think that they were going to also be totally legit in everything else that they do? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. That influencer trip was fucking wild. I still can't get over. And then the 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 defense that some of the influencers have mounted of themselves instead of just being like, hey, I wanted a free trip to China. <laughs> it's all racketeering. They're just doing the racketeering. It's 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 it this is literally how they get the mob. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what happens. She and eventually goes away. You know, I saw some posts about this and like in the comments, people being like, well, I'm sorry, but I can't afford to buy. No, you know, I can't afford to buy clothes anywhere else. And I definitely like sympathize with that statement. Sure. Um, however, Sculpture. okay. Like, right. Am I crazy? Like, no, it's, it's, is that it's, possibly true? Listen, I'm not trying to sound like on my high horse or sound no. completely out of touch. Okay. But Shein is not your only, it can't possibly be your only option for clothing. Right. It's, it's not. And, and like, I follow a lot of sustainable fashion people that talk about it, they are journalists about it, people that are really engaged in like the sustainable fashion movement. And like, will something handmade in linen cost you more than the, you know, 60 cents dress from Shein? Yes. Things should cost money. People should be compensated for their labor. I get it. Like if you want to look like the front of the magazines every day, you might not be able to afford that. And does Shein, like one of their deceptive and devious practices have a lot of plus size clothing yes they do but there are a ton of ethically made fair compensation ethically traded companies that will make clothing for plus size and, and size inclusive and it's it's so frustrating and and that sh- that dress that costs you four dollars might fall apart after two washings or if you spent you know three times the money that item could last you for seven years if you just take care of it it's- I also think my thing, and there's also a lot of places where you can rent clothing. I mean, I, I do that. Yeah, um, I rent, do that. I rent my clothing. Yeah, you do it also. I rent through Newly. You know, like there's N-U-U-L-Y. If you want to do that, hit me up. I'll give you a promo code. But I I sympathize with the idea of saying I can't afford to buy stylish clothes anywhere else. And so this is why I'm shopping at Shein. But I think you're mad at the wrong people when you're using that as a comment to like someone being like hey isn't this crazy that this child labor place is now getting caught with all these other crimes and then your reaction is well i don't well fuck you for pointing this out because this is only a place i can afford to shop you're wrong at the wrong you're mad at the wrong person Mm -hmm. like be mad at the fabricated inflation that is coming because of 
billionaires and people who have ruined our economy for their own personal profit. Don't be mad that a company who's doing like really bad crimes against humanity is getting called out and caught just because you like shopping super, super, super cheap clothes from them. I don't know. But again, I don't want to sound super out of touch or like I'm not on my high horse. (laughs) Like there are other places to get clothes. It's that are more responsible. We'll put some links we always put the notes to all of everything we discussed in the show notes of the episode, but I'll also put the Twitter handles of some of the people that discuss Shein and not, not just Shein, but ethically made clothes, how to make sus- like buy sustainable fabrics and things that are fairly made and people are compensated. Like making 200 garments for, you know, 40 cents a day. In what world is that okay? Yeah, I mean, God you know, forbid, like, we say newly and then we find out that they use sweatshops to anthropology. I don't know. Like it's really hard to, it's really hard to keep your side of the street clean. So absolutely. It's hard to call me a hypocrite, but like, we all know about this one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We definitely know this one's happening. I don't know what else to say. And, and like the, the whole, like, there's no, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Like, yes, fair, but we can also be responsible with our choices and try to make the most ethical and responsible choice as we go forward. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't also, you can wear the same thing more than once. What if you had a distinct style rather than chasing the fashion of the day? What if you had like, oh, I love it. I love that look. I love when Erica wears that. No one's going to remember that you wore that dress at Cassie's wedding and at Tim's wedding. Like, it's okay. Like this do it for the gram should not affect this. Right. Thrift shop. You know, and, and then people will bitch that people are gentrifying like, you know, thrift shops and, and goodwills and things like that. And it's, it's the, these are not the things that we're upset with. Like, those are the, these are the distractions that again, these like wealth hoarders and people that have ruined our economy are pushing and letting you ble- make blame of instead of actually being mad at who's doing it it's all just smoke and mirrors don't buy from Shein. <laughs> imagine we start a riot <laughs> oh my god also me and erica will admit because we both i think oh. i think we both hoarded Shein at one point i, I can't remember i mean i have shopped there absolutely i have stuff from Shein. Same. like i'm not gonna d- doubt it like it you know i absolutely have stuff from them i'm i'm a caftan queen from not Shein. proud of it but it not proud hey, of it but i have my, it like oh, i said my street's not clean but i'm not I'm making the choices moving forward. We got to do the best we can whenever we can. And, you know, don't get mad at someone who's probably right around the same situation as you are. Like, get mad at the people who deserve to get, you know, get mad at the people who deserve to get the shit. But, you know, Erica, who doesn't deserve to get shit? What are you hoarding? I'm hoarding this group that I have just become obsessed with. And if you're on social media, hopefully you've seen them. Um, they're so cute, but they're called fly Anna boss and it's two girls. They're like a besties rap duo and they make the music videos where one of them is running on a ver like on one of the verses of their tracks. And then the other girl comes in at just the right moment, but they're running through like a kitchen, Disneyland, a gym, but the camera's right on their face. How do they do it? You know? That's the fun thing of it is like, and people are saying like, oh, it's repetitive. You know what? 
it, you know what? I've now gone and found every one of their songs. They became like a little earworm for me. They're so cute. They're just positive and nice. They're going to do this in as many places as they can do them. It's, it's going, it's going, you know, people are trying to do their own. That's a whole other thing. But the thing is like when that gets tired or like downplayed, then they can release the, how we did the videos, which I think they have a rig on someone's back, like a stabilizing rig on someone's back. And that person is like leading the way through the crowded, you know, grocery that's store. Interesting. That would make sense. Like, like, and they that's must what practice, I you know, and yeah. like the girls who are running on camera, like need to know where they need to be in order to get captured by the rig. Yeah. That They're makes so sense. cute. I just love them. They're I you wish is the song that's getting the you, the hello Christ. I'm about to sin again. That's the song that's getting the play. And the 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 second verse is the one where they're getting all those ad revenue. But they also have a song called Trash Boy, and it is delightful. And as a trashy trashy fan, check out Flyanna Voss. I, I just think they're great. And maybe I'm mispronouncing their name. I don't know. I've only seen their stuff but they're they're really cute and fun and i don't know they seem like nice folks so go support young women <laughs> nice what are folks. you what are you hoarding i'm hoarding microfiber head wraps as a as a method to dry your hair and i just want to say if you already knew about this and you didn't tell me erica i think that you're gatekeeping and being mean i, I thought i thought I thought you were doing it. I'm sorry. I I got a new one in the mail today from a free promo thing. So no, I haven't been. I'm I'm the dick who always <laughs> needs two towels whenever I shower somewhere. So I'm like staying at someone's house yeah. being like, yeah, I have more than one towel, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and but my hair is a lot shorter now. And so I'm putting these big towels on my head and then my head's being weighed down. And then finally someone on TikTok came through and said, this is my healthy hair routine. And it ended with like, they wrapped their head hair in a microfiber head wrap. And they were like, this is better. And then I saw someone else do it on TikTok. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, what's the deal? So I bought two of them from Target. Mm -hmm. It's so much better. It's light on my head. I'm not dirtying a towel every time. And, and it like hair won't break up. as much because yeah. you know, towels can break your hair very easily. I'm just wrapping I'm my hair up in like a little butterfly turban. It's so cute. I so, was wearing one with wet hair at your bachelorette party. I know. And I knew that this was your fault because I know I've seen you in them, but you didn't explain it. See, you know, wear I'm all sorry. kinds of crazy shit. And so <laughs> That's true. until you tell me, by the way, this yeah. crazy thing that I'm wearing has a good use. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, here's Erica in one of her crazy <laughs> shit contraptions. It's so much nicer. I love it. Um, we got to get you sleeping on a silk pillowcase, not satin. Oh, I know. Silk. I also have like the the bonnets that are silk to keep my hair in at night. Like I'm I'm healing. I'm healing my hair with this. So I we we got to get you up on that too. Yeah. <laughs> Your hair looks great lately, by the way. I mean, it always was like great, but like I when I saw you recently when we did the Paper Jam podcast, mm -hmm. which you should go listen to. Your hair looks great. Thank you. Big, ha I big hair summer. It's big hair summer, y'all. It's big hair summer. Put a, put a foam roller in it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what are you throwing out? The Houston airport. Oh. It's the worst designed airport. People are like, yeah, 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 yeah. Houston is a 
like IAH or whatever. It's, it's a bad airport. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like they have a lot of seating and tables and things, but the chairs and things are bolted to the ground. So there's no rearranging. There's no move. It's like, this is the configuration because it's a lot of tabletop seating. Like you're, you're, you know, when you're sitting down, you're at a table basically waiting, but they're all bolted to the ground. So there's no, oh, maybe this angle will be a little bit more comfortable or, or maybe I could scoot around. Maybe I could scoot around to be closer to someone. No, that shit doesn't move. And it's not sized for everyone. And I just don't care for it. That's ironic because Houston is this, the number one city in America for obesity. Well, their airport took a stance and said, not here. (laughs) Y'all can't leave (laughs) too big. Can't get on the plane because we're going to make our airport so hostile. Anyway, I just don't like there. Um, in May, I had a layover through, through Houston and I've done it before. I've done this one before. I just don't care for it anyway. What are you throwing away? Well, of course I'm throwing away the AMPTP. Yes, Union Strong. The AMPTP, of course, stands for Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Did you wonder why the writers are on strike and why now SAG-AFTRA, all the actors are on strike? It's because of these assholes at the AMPTP. These assholes who all make a stupid amount of money Mm -hmm. who say that they can't pay people more money. Like Bob Iger, who makes $27 million a year, saying that the demands of the writers and actors are unrealistic. Yeah, I don't know, my guy. I think that you're an asshole. Did you know that Bob Iger is worth $690 million or something like that? He could literally not take a paycheck Mm -hmm. for the rest of his contract at Disney, which is over in 2026, and he would still be one of the richest people on the planet. He could do volunteer work as the CEO of Disney so that everyone could get paid, which by the way, what everyone's asking for would literally still get him in the millions if he want, if he just took a little bit off of his uh, mm-hmm. salary and he would still be one of the richest people on the planet. And we're not even asking for him to lower his salary. We're just saying, hey, you know why your salary is so big, right? It's because mm-hmm. all of these people write things and act in things for you. Can we please have some of the profits? And the AMPTP are like, no. We have no profits. And before you come at me and say, oh, well, actually, streaming networks don't make any profit and blah, blah, blah. It's not my fucking problem. That's, that they're that's spending... Hollywood math. That's not, you know what I mean? It's that's Hollywood bullshit. math. It's, it's not my fucking problem that they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars to make remakes of Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford in his fucking 70s or 80s. How old is Harrison Ford right now? 81 years old. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I'm sure that the movie's great. I've actually heard it's pretty okay. But like the point is, is that it's not my, I'm not asking, no one's asking for that. So don't come at the writers and actors and say, ooh, yeah, we're going to actually need to legally make AI copies of you like Black Mirror and squeeze you out. So fuck them, throwing mm-hmm. them out. They will lose. And if you are not in this industry and you are like, oh, wow, these actors and writers are spoiled, do some fucking research. And if you don't think we're spoiled and you're interested in it, you should be because it's us right now. But soon Mm -hmm. it will be you. Whatever Mm -hmm. you do, it will be you. There are 
rich people in this country who want desperately to replace the middle class with mm-hmm. robots so that they can have literally every dollar that exists. Why? I I don't know. It doesn't seem sustainable for them, but that's there's nothing to make me believe that that is not what all of them want to do. They want you to rent from them for the rest of your life mm-hmm. until you become homeless and live on the street because your job was taken away by a robot. So stand with the actors, stand with the writers, stand up for yourself. I'm hoping for a second coming of the unions, to be honest. That's UPS what I'm really hoping comes coming. from this. The UPS strike, pilots are going on strike sometimes. Or they have been on Nurses strike. Nurses in certain hospitals are going on strike. Stand up for yourself. And here's the thing. And people are like, oh, these, these actors are million dollars. Meryl Street needs more money. Most actors in SAG, like 80 is 86% of SAG, 87% of SAG actors do not make the minimum dollar requirement in a year. They do not make enough money to qualify for SAG healthcare. And what is that number, Cassandra, where you have to qualify for SAG healthcare? You only have to make $26,000 a year to qualify for SAG healthcare. That is below the poverty line in certain places. 13% make above that. That it's, it's anytime you're mad about actors getting paid more when Margot Robbie's in a movie, like she brings that value. Like let's say she's paying $15 million. She'll bring more of that value being in it. I, it sounds crazy, like $20 million a film or whatever for, for Harrison Ford in his prime. But he is, will bring in that much money on the box office draw. Like it, it, there is math and statistics behind like when you cast stars for certain things, but you also have to cast the middle class roles that everyone else, so that somebody else could one day be the next Chris Pat or Harrison Ford, or whatever. But I mean, yeah, they're so not one man shows. This no. isn't Barbie is not a one person movie. And there anytime are a lot of other people in that movie and they are not getting paid the same, which, hey, yeah, you're right. Margot Robbie brings in the money. But like the the person on your favorite TV show who is only on six episodes instead of all 12, but mm-hmm. in like kind of in a small role. Do you think that they deserve to be bartending and driving for Uber while also having their face be plastered all over everyone's TV and suddenly they become recognized? Like this is, we're not out there striking for Matt Damon, (laughs) you know, we're out there striking for people who used to be able to make a living and who used to be able to make residuals to be on network television. And now that streaming has dominated, but claims that they have no money, these residuals have gone down, 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 down to a point where they can't even make $26,000 a year to have health insurance. They're not getting health insurance at their bartending jobs. The There's an article floating around about the cast of Orange is the New Black, where this was so, since it costs some people money to be on that show. They made so little money. And most of the supporting cast kept their their day jobs they had to otherwise they wouldn't have been able to survive and that's that that brought in 100 million viewers for netflix anytime they're telling you like we don't make money their responsibility is to make money for the shareholders these are mostly publicly traded companies so they're they're not the ceo pay is, is is absurd it should not be that high we you know ceo pay is inflated like over a thousand percent since like the 70s but it is truly their only responsibility is to the people that own shares of that. That's why they're doing this. 
don't let them have. It. I'm sorry. Boom, Their responsibility is not even to you. The viewer. not a you. The, they don't give a shit about you. The viewer. Do you think that Netflix cares about you? If they cared about you, you wouldn't be seeing season two of Is It Cake? Okay. <laughs> they don't give a shit about you. <laughs> Mikey Day needs to work. <laughs> no, they don't give a shit about you. They don't. They're not your friend. You're not helping wealthy people do this. Like the writers, they might get paid X, Y, Z amount of for the time they're on a show, but they might not work for three more years. Like the middle class in Hollywood is absolutely drying up. It's dying up across the world and especially this country. Sorry, this is this is a union rant. We're union people. We're union people. And you know what? We we gotta stop. We yeah, this is not this isn't union union, but <laughs> I am throwing out the AMPTP. Solid choice. All right, Cassandra, where can the people find you? You can find me at Cass Cardenas. My Instagram is private, but if you request me and you message and say that I'm a listener, trashy, trashy, I just might let you through. And you can find me. I was on the Nooner podcast recently. I might even be on it again. Who knows? And you can find Erica and I on the most recent episode, the Costco episode of the Paper Jam podcast. We had so much fun. Truly a a funny episode. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Um, I was having a good time. Yeah. Although we did just talk about how huge my ego was. Uh, <laughs> where can the people find you? They can find me at Iconic Erica Curry on threads, spill, TikTok, Instagram, Iconic Erica Curry. I'm on the new stuff. Uh, still not on Blue Sky. Still somehow spill? It's like basically where like black Twitter is migrating. It was founded by two black Twitter engineers. And it's it's just it's like a Blue Sky or a threads or you know, it's a Twitter replacement, but like a lot of black Twitter is migrating to that app. So how do you on? know what I heard? Cause I made a threads and then like, just out of curiosity. And then I heard if you try to delete your threads, you also have to delete your Instagram. So I just like, I guess have a threads now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that until it was too late. And I was like, Ugh, man. And I found myself on threads being like, Hey, I have as little to say on here as I do on Twitter. <laughs> Why did I make this? Like, I really made that shit thinking like, cool, this is going to be the new era of me, Cassandra, and Threads is going to be my platform. And (laughs) I could not have been more wrong. And now I have this stupid thing. So (laughs) whatever. Here's here's the thing with Twitter. I've had some some hit tweets. I've had some I've had some viral. I've had some hit tweets. But the thing since Elon has taken over. I said, okay, my Twitter is now just like a private diary, like a public diary. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to get anywhere. Like, I'm not going anywhere with this anymore. But when I reply to someone's tweet, let's say like, you know, there's a, a bigger account, they make a tweet, I, you know, make a quip or an observation, whatever. I have gotten the most likes I've ever had on anything from just replying to someone else's something. Like 4,000 likes, like one keeps giving me notifications from like, three or four weeks ago. And I'm like, just stop. I'm good. I don't need to know somebody else found this tweet. It's why it's wild. The algorithms and how like, quit trying to make Twitter happen. I'm sorry. I, I still can't. It's like, it's where I get my news. Sometimes it's where I get this news. Anyway, speaking of Twitter, you can find us at trashy trashy pod on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and threads. When maybe we'll get a spill, who knows, but you can find the podcast, all these links at trashy trashy you can send us an email at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com, or there's also a button on the website 
where you can tell us why you're trash or send it in a story you'd like us to cover. And we also have a merch store where you can have your favorite phrase on a t-shirt at trashy, trashy podcast.threadless.com. That's about it. Like, again, we'll put, we'll put links to all the articles and resources in the show notes, how you can support writers, crew, actors during, during these strikes. There's, there's different funds for people. We'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So, Hey Cass, what's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Like when I found the film in my balls, like those will take it.